Well, I did this last year, but I, I believe uh, the possibilities are so rich that it's not redundant to, again, preach on the O antiphons. Starting uh, yesterday, on the 17th, we begin this series as uh, kind of a countdown to Christmas. And it's a liturgical uh, countdown, so to speak. In Vespers, the antiphon before the Magnificat, every evening for these next uh, days, there's a special antiphon. And uh, when you take all these antiphons across these uh, across these days from the 17th until uh, the 24th, it, you, it forms an acrostic. The first letter of each of these antiphons forms an acrostic. And um, probably most of us know this, but in the Latin, it only makes sense in the Latin. So yesterday we referred to Christ as sapientia, O sapientia, wisdom of God. Today it is O Adonai. Uh, and then tomorrow it will be O Radix Jesse, O Root of Jesse. And then it will be Key of David, and then it will be the Orient or the Day Spring, uh, or the Shoot, which is actually referred um, in, to, in today's first reading from Jeremiah. And then Rex Gentium, which was mentioned in Genesis, which we, we read yesterday. And then finally, Emmanuel, God with us, the Incarnation. And if you take all of those titles of Christ and you, you look at the first letter and you go backwards, it forms the Latin phrase, Ero Cross, which uh, can be translated, I will be there tomorrow. Um, and so we have this kind of a, a liturgical anticipation. It's, we're, we're, the suspense is becoming more intense as we wait for the nativity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today we refer to him in the O Antiphon as Adonai. What's this all about? Well, uh, the, the O Antiphon um, reads as follows. In, here's a, a kind of a relatively strict English translation. It says, O Adonai and leader of the house of Israel, who appeared to Moses in a flame of fire in a bush and gave him the law on Sinai. And so we're actually uh, referring to Jesus, um, or I should say we're referring to all of these, this Old Testament's manifestation of God that we read about in Exodus. We're referring to that as a kind of a premonition of the Incarnation. We're referring to that as Jesus. How, do, how does that work? Well, um, there's a number of things. The, the, the big picture observation is very interesting. Is In the Old Testament, God, who is beyond space and time, sometimes appear, appears bound by space and time. It's very interesting. So, for example, God, when he speaks to Moses from the burning bush, he says, I have seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up to a land flowing with milk and honey, so forth and so on. God has come down. Now, again, God is beyond space. How is he coming down? What this is, it's a, a premonition or a foreshadow of God becoming man and becoming subject to, to space and to spatial dimensions. So here he is, he's come down. And why? Because he's heard the, the groanings of his people and he's sympathizing with their sufferings. And so that's precisely what Jesus does in the Passion. 
And he's able to do that because he becomes man and he takes up into himself a full human nature with human love, human heart, human emotions, is able to suffer as a human being. Uh, this is God's love for us and this is what we celebrate um, in the incarnation and in the nativity come Christmas time soon enough. Another point, and I'll tie it into today's gospel, is Mary is also revealed in this Exodus passage and she's foreshadowed because the Lord who comes down manifests himself in a burning bush. Now, it says very specifically in the text from Exodus that the bush was burning but was not consumed. So the presence of God came down and lit the bush on fire, but it did not destroy it. And so we see this also in our gospel text, which cites Isaiah, and says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. Now, in that text is revealed two of the mysteries of Mary's virginity, her virginal conception, but also the virgin birth, which is a distinct mystery from the virginal conception. She was conceived without, she conceived without seed of man, but also when she brought forth Christ, her virginal integrity at a bodily level remained intact. So the fire of the Word of God, who is Jesus Christ, came down into Mary and lit her on fire of the Holy Spirit and grace, but did not corrupt her virginal integrity at a bodily level, just like the fire burned the bush, but did not destroy it. And so here we see also Mary as well being revealed to us prophetically in the Exodus text, uh, and uh, along with Jesus, because where Jesus is, there's Mary, where Mary is, there's Jesus. Uh, and we celebrate really both come this Christmas time.